At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. All right, it is the Lombardi line as we welcome you in on a Friday, Mr. Lombardi. We say good morning, good afternoon. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Got a bowling tournament going on here at the South. <laughs> I might just get involved. You know what? Like, it's not often. I think, I don't know if you found writing later in life, and you've got your new book coming out sooner than later, but it's not often later in life we find passions what if I just mm. went all in on bowling? I mean, I bowled probably you know, three times in my life. I, I think it's certainly a, a second career that you could probably <laughs> excel in. I think we all search for second careers, you know? And, I, you know, you could have a Thank tremendous you. second career. Thank you. And I think it would be important, you know, and you could improve at it. I mean, look, you, you. you've got all the resources. And the thing is, you can keep your day job while you're doing it. That's the most <laughs> important thing. Well, you know... Uh, you could spend two hours with me, an hour to prepare, maybe two to prepare, two to work. That leaves you 20 hours in the day, a little bit of, of jeezy time and a, and a lot of bowling yes, time. I, I don't think you're wrong as far as time, man. I could do it. Uh, by the way, I, I don't think a second uh, job would be betting the NBA. And I'm going to tell you it this way. So I went through the yeah. last time we had a game decided by single digits in the postseason was May 12th, the Heat closed out the 76ers, 99-90. Okay? That wasn't even a close game. I know, game. but let me give you the last eight games. Last night, 25 points. Wednesday, 25 points. 11, 33, 27, 14, 13, and 30. Those are the last eight playoff games in a row, and they've all been by double digits or more as far as point differential at the end. 
You know, and it all comes down to who makes threes. I mean, the Celtics last night are 20 for 40 from the three-point line, almost over 60% in the first half, score, you know, over 30 points in the first and second quarter and put the game away. I mean, basically just to, did the game in. I mean, we cashed the over and we cashed the Celtics for people that listened yesterday. So, look, I, I think the product is, is not good. I mean, let's, be, let's call it what it is. The product of the NBA is not enticing. It's not compelling. It doesn't hold your interest. I mean, at halftime yesterday, I you knew at halftime that game was over, didn't you? Oh, what was it? Halftime, it was 70 to 45. And that includes, how about if you were, I know you're watching, but when the heat came out on fire and then Udoka took that timeout and you could tell he was pissed and he's like, wake up. Yeah. Well, then late in the first, the Celtics go on a 17 nothing run and never look back. 127-102 was the finish. But, I mean, it was, look, Boston was over 51% from the field. They shot 50%, 20 of 40 from three. They shot 21 of 23 from the free throw line. But you said it succinctly at the beginning. They hit 23 pointers. Miami hit 10. That's the difference in the game. And that's the difference in modern day NBA. And that's why we have these, that's why we no longer have close games anymore because the team that is shooting effectively on this, on the, with the three pointer is going to build a lead and, and it, and it works and, and it and it keeps away it may be the right thing analytically but it's losing the to me it's losing your interest in these close games i mean how many times I, there's no low post players anymore i mean yeah, there's no low posts. I mean, did you see the ball go in the low post? And you know, no, it, it barely gets in there. There's all flashing and motion at the top, and then somebody gets an open three and makes it. And when you're hot, your, your team's going to excel. When Pritchett's hitting threes, you know, all of a sudden he looks like you know he's plus 39 in the game. Can you imagine that? He's plus 39 in the game. Well, to your point, the fortunes of the Celtics turned when they took Robert Williams out. They went small with Grant Williams. And because you could tell Robert Williams was uncomfortable jumping out to the perimeter. And as soon as Boston puts Grant, Grant Williams all of a sudden is Michael Jordan. But as soon as no, he, yeah. as soon as he's, he goes in there and they go small, they took off. So it, I, I, I mean, think about it. The, the bench players for Boston last night were plus 37 and plus 39. I mean, that, that was the highest, that was the, and, and Smart came back and he was plus 31. And we said he would make a difference on Butler and he did. And Butler had to work. I mean, Butler was 11 for 18 from the field, but I mean, he worked at it. It was just Butler. They, mm -hmm. they couldn't get anything going, you know, and, and their bench couldn't get going. And look, look, I don't know what's happened to Robinson, Duncan Robinson, but he's in, he's in Elba. He's been sentenced to the same place Napoleon went. And, you know, I mean, Tyler Hero, they go right after him on defense. I mean, they make no bones about it. They're, you know, he's minus 33 in the game. They made it very clear they're going after him. Gabe Vincent can't be your second best player. Uh, and, you know, that's essentially where they were. Now, you said it with if Smart and Horford are going to play in this series, they're going to win this series. They are now on the adjusted number. The Celtics are minus 255 on the series. Come back the other way with the Heat at 215, plus 215. So you mentioned Smart. The only question is, how did he not play in game one? He played 40 minutes yesterday, Michael. I know. <laughs> and he was a rebound shy of a triple-double. Like, what? I can't believe as tough as that dude is that he didn't give it a go in game one, right? I was the, the yeah, ankle that or the I foot mean, that unless much they better. felt like unless they felt like he was going to injure it further sure. and it could really, Fair. you know, I mean, maybe. But the one day, did that make that much of a difference? I mean, maybe he got holy water down in Miami and it healed it. I don't know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and 40 minutes, smart. Horford played great. He gave him 32, 10 points. He was plus 16. Uh, but both played. I mean, those are two just. 
vital cogs. You're going to get consistent play outside of one game in that Buck series from Tatum. You're going to get consistency out of Tatum. Brown's going to do what Brown does. And then those ancillary parts, if you're going to win a championship, those two, Smart and Horford, have to be there for him. So, yeah, I, I don't know what you take from it. Miami's now 7-1 and one at home in the postseason. So that was their first loss. And Boston rips home court. And we know Miami will come back next week, next game, and they'll shoot better, and it'll be it'll be a better, you know, they'll play they'll play with their backs to the wall a little bit, but I just think to me the reason why we've lost home court advantage is it all comes down to the three point shooting. If you're hot and you're making those threes, like you know, like Dallas was doing in Phoenix in Game Seven, the game, you know, we don't have close games. I think it's something. You know, in baseball, they tinker with the ball. They tinker with the mound. When Bob Gibson had a 1.19 ERA and, you know, 27 games, he had 13 shutouts. They lowered the mound to, to, to make the game fairer and more interesting and get scoring up, yep. you know, and then they mess with the ball. And in football, you know, they changed the rules from wing blocking to using your hands so people could throw the football. I mean, I think this the, the three-point shot is, is, is kind of good to play. But I, I think we're having games that are just too far apart because it just comes down to Boston shoots 50%. You know, Miami shoots 29.4%. All of a sudden, we don't, have a, we don't have a compelling game. Oh, I do believe, because Silver is quite progressive. I do think after this, this postseason, you're going to see it, the beginnings of the discussions about the game and, and how it's actually played. Because... You're, you're, you're having too many. First off, the ratings, they said the ratings were up big time. You don't time even read about the ratings. You don't, you, you don't they, even they, they read about them. the ratings. They bury them. They, it's, it's, you know, you're, it's news you're not allowed to see because it's bad news. You know, because they, they, don't, want the, they don't want the NFL to know, you know, how, how it's – and I don't know how the, the, the worldwide leader or even TNT aren't complaining. <laughs> and I'm sure they are behind the scenes. They paid a lot of money. They paid a lot of money for those TV rights. The, by the way, so you want to take a stab tomorrow? We're, I guess it started. What time did the game? The game started after eight thirty your time last night. Eight forty-seven last yeah, night. We tipped it off because I, I looked up and I saw you know it was almost six o'clock my time and I'm like, oof, it's kind of with the with the standalone game that was a late start for you last night. Do you want to take a stab at Boston tomorrow coming back home on the number? I did not look. I would say three and a half. Okay, it's six. Open. Ooh. Yeah, I think there's. Uh, the, that's how quickly the sentiment in the market changes as well, right? Because they lose game one, they look dominant in game two. Now they go back home. As a matter of fact, DraftKings has got it at six and a half off the six opener. So that's. But. I always like to ask you and other betters that question and people that are quite sharp that question because that's where you start. You know, your instinct gives you that what you think the opening number would be, and then you look at the market. So if we're, if we're going by you, it's heat culture tomorrow so far. Well, I think the heat – I mean, look, we know this about the heat. They're really tough. They're mentally tough, and they're going to play – uh, they're bet they're gonna they're gonna improve. Spolstra has their Spolstra has their number. He'll they'll listen to him, and I do think that there'll be some kind of adjustment made. And I and I would suspect they're gonna shoot better in the game. And they've got to figure out how they got to get the other players involved in in, in the whole situation. Yeah, Spolstra was not a happy camper. He could tell he was frustrated. He was pissed you know, off. He was yeah yeah <laughs> he was and. 
I don't know. Sometimes when you're just not shooting the ball, that's not going to upset the coach. There's got to be something else going on there. The, the problem with the Heat, it's not – and, again, I've been wrong on Jimmy Butler, so I'm not going to say that. But you do wonder if it starts the spiral, if internally there starts to become some issues. But then, again, I guess that's what the culture is there to back up, right? Anything yeah. that starts to go wrong Look, internally. I, I think they're, they're so competitive and they're so mentally tough, I, I can't imagine that they're not – you know that they're not going to uh, to really kind of get into this thing and and do what they have to do. I mean, I, to me, that's the Heat. They're going to rise above it, and Spolster is going to demand it. I mean, there's accountability at the Heat, which is the most important thing. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Okay, we shift tonight. As I'm still looking here, Tulsa PGA. Rory still with a run, one-stroke lead over Thomas Alatoris. If Alatoris could putt, he'd be dangerous. Hoagie's in the mix, so. Tiger, by the way, finishes a four over. I think yeah. the cut line is probably going to be four over, Michael. So it, it, was, it was two as of last night, and I guess it's going to probably move two more yeah, down. So I, I think, think so. you're probably right. Because you know what? It's actually very windy, gust of 40 there right now, but it's going to get, it's going to chill out later in the day. So, you know, Tiger probably has to shoot an even round to make the cut. And I know a lot of people were on Tiger to make the cut. That's why that's an important bet. So we'll keep an eye on Tulsa, Oklahoma, and of course, the PGA Championship throughout the show as well. Is there, uh, Neiman just hit a putt to go four under, so we'll continue to keep updated there. Coming up next, we'll dive into game two uh, up in San Francisco, Golden State hosting Dallas. We'll set that number up and start capping it here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM. It has all your favorite wagering options. You can go in-game, get those boosted odd specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip, bring your state-issued ID, and you're ready to bet within minutes, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology, fan-friendly specials every day of the week, BetMGM for terms and conditions. 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-522-4700 if you have an issue. Okay, we got you back here watching the PGA on a Friday. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. So we've got a game two, and Gil had, I can't remember the kid's name, nice kid, a, bas- a basketball expert on the show right before we came in, and he was telling me he was hearing rumors, Michael, of Luca with a banged-up shoulder. Uh, I had, I don't know what that means because I hadn't heard anything about that. I don't know if you had mm-hmm. heard any rumblings of Luca having an issue with injuries, but this number open six and a half has been bet down to six pretty much everywhere. What's interesting about that is the betting splits. Everybody's on the Warriors, yet we've seen that mm-hmm. number come down a half point. So you always you raise an eyebrow with that type of scenario. No doubt, and the money lines a lot. All the money lines on 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 Golden State too. Almost eighty percent of the money line totals on on Golden State, which tells you that you know they're willing to risk at minus two fifty just to play it. So, uh, you know, look, I, I think Dallas is going to play their best. I did not hear anything about Luca. I'll certainly check on break here, and, and ask uh, uh, some people around the league about that. But I can't imagine this number's moving if Luca has a shoulder. I didn't see evidence of a bad shoulder in the last game. I saw evidence of a team that kind of just didn't shoot well in all candidness. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, you know, to me, this is really about how they shot. They didn't shoot the ball very effectively. And, you know, they had their moments in the game where because, you know, Golden State was not exactly playing their best in the first half. And until Clay got going with his 15 in the second half, you know, there was, you know, even though they were down 10, they had a chance. But once again, here's the tale that we sing all the time. This is the song we're going to keep singing. Dallas shot 22% from the three-point line. They took 48 shots. They lost by 25 points. Wow. Well, I'm getting, I'm getting notes here from Elliot in my ear. Dallas Morning News is reporting he was, did you say sick after game one? Now, I did hear about potentially a bug, but the shoulder... Is really look and see if you see anything on Luca's shoulder there, Elliot. And by the way, are these sound bites Elliot producing today? In for I, I'm used to just a blank rundown. So good job out of you, Elliot. Hey, if you are into your maps, Michael, and I know you are, yes. how about this in a you know zigzag spot after a loss, back them. This year, after a loss, the Mavs are 26 and nine. So 74% ATS after a loss, including 4-1 and one ATS off a loss in this postseason. So that's a, that's a bullish signal on them yeah. bouncing back tonight. I mean, they've been awesome off of losses all year, the Mavs. 
Yeah, I mean, look, and I think a lot of it's just going to come down to how they're going to shoot, right? I mean, it, this is really what it comes down to. And and we've known that, you know, they have been able to play Golden State. Now, the problem is that the Golden State hasn't had all its guys together. You know, even over the last 10 games, they're 7-3 and three against Golden State, you know, and they're, you know, 6-4 and four against the spread. But in the last 13 games, Dallas is 9-4 and four against the spread. I don't think Dallas is not going to – I mean – do I think Golden State could win? Sure. Do I think Dallas goes down 0-2? They've done it before. They've come back. I just think they'll make some adjustments, and I think they'll have a better chance. Yep. You know, I I, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with Luka. No, and Kid said shoulder was fine after the shoot-around. Luka said banged up a little bit, but he's fine. So I, I don't know how much I agree with you. I don't know how much you can read into that. Um, the problem with the Mavs, and just kind of going through it this morning, the problem with the Mavs is small ball got them here and hitting those threes. And you said it at the top here. If they're not hitting threes, we'll go back to Boston and Miami. They're, they're not going to win this basketball game. But Golden, Golden State in game one, 44 points in the paint. They got seven offensive boards, which they turned into points. So it's going to be up to Jason Kidd to be creative with his, with his lineup, with his rotations here, because the – the Mavs going small against this Golden State team, I don't know if it holds up as well. And, frankly, we asked who was going to guard Luka, and I did not expect Wiggins to be that active because yeah. he's game to game and, with and that activeness. <laughs> right, and they're going to need to get something out of Powell. They can't let Mooney get off to the start. He got off, Looney get off to the start that he got off to. You know, they've got to be able to be more physical. They've got to attach their bodies to these guys, and they've got to be physical with Wiggins. I mean, they can't. You know, they can't let Wiggins play really great defense and then turn around and score 19 points against them. You know, and so that's a double whammy. And, look, uh, you know, it's, a, it's one game. I think Dallas has proven they're really good with their adjustments, and I think they'll make them. So that is – now the under also, if you want to take a look at the total. So this total's dropped a little bit, and for good reason. I mean, Dallas 58-36 and 36 to the under this year. Golden State 50-42 and 42 to the under this year. The game one goes over. Um, but the postseason, this is interesting because this is a total over 210. This postseason totals a 210 or higher. The under is cashing almost 70% of the time, a little over 69% of the time. So that might be something. I think you're going to see a really focused Mavs team. And, yeah. and, again, they didn't shoot well in game one, but the Warriors couldn't miss. So especially yeah. in that second and I half. Think this, I think this shoulder injury is just, I don't know where it came from, but I don't think it has any relevance at all. I'll just go on record as saying, from my sources, it has no relevance. Okay, there it is. Michael's dialed in there in Big D as well. So take it, take that, uh, not with a grain of salt, take it for what it is. <laughs> Game one, Mavs. Yeah, you mentioned, I mean, they were 11 of 48 from three. So if I mean, you're going you to get killed in the paint that. and you're going to make 11 And they of, had good looks. I mean, they had really good looks. I mean, they had, you know, the one time they had three three-point three shots banging a row, and they missed all of them, and they were all good looks. So, look, it, it's going to come down to shooting. It, it, this is what the NBA is now. It's who shoots the best from the three-point line. You know, I mean, that's ultimately what it comes down to. That's what's going to determine these games. And when you're shooting well, you can beat anybody. When you're not shooting well, you ain't going to beat anybody. I mean, that's just as simple as that. And, and look, Dallas has got to cut back on the turnovers. We know that, right? I mean, Luka had seven turnovers. The, your best player can't be responsible for half of the turnovers on your team. They just can't. He had the worst, worst plus-minus of the team. Now, ask yourself this question. Do you think that's going to continue? Do you think no. he's going to play this poorly again? My, my sense is exactly what you just said, no. 
That's why I would take the points in Dallas tonight and just see, see what happens. And, you know, why not? If you're going to give me six and a half, it'll be a six. I'll take it. Also, I think it just takes a little bit to acclimate to Golden State. You, you get a game in you because Golden State has a different offense than anybody else. It's constant movement, off-ball yep. screens. You know, they're actually a fun team to watch offensively because they're doing some old-school stuff with the constant they, movements they really and off-ball. So I think it might just take a little bit for Dallas, who just wants to settle down in the half court, and you know, the series and past have allowed them to do so. I think this is just a little bit of acclimation. And you'll see an adjustment from in game two from the Mavs. I, I kind of agree with you, Patrick. I think that this Dallas team, the way they move without the ball and they work the opposite side of of where the ball is. You know, if they're working on the left side of the court, you know, they're working over on the right side. They're they're doing a lot of different things beyond just trying to be isolated and pick and roll. And and, and I think I think that shows itself with the way they move and how they handle stuff. So I've got Bet MGM reporting. Good job, Elliot. I've got them reporting the Warriors taking 60% of the bets, 70% of the handle. So we, we, we joke about some of the, the terminology, but this is legit reverse line movement because when you have that much as far as the splits on one team in Golden State, yeah. yet we saw the number come from six and a half down to six. I'm, I'm, first off, I know you're in on the Mavs. I'm, I'm buying in on the Mavs more and more as we start to suss this out well, a little I, bit. I just think, to me, we, we know the team's competitive. We know that the, their best player played his worst game. And so you're counting on, I mean, if you want to be smart about this, you're going to say to yourself, look, he's not going to play that poorly again. He's one of the best players in the league. I'm going to go with him, just like with Marcus Smart returning. I mean, that line moved yesterday because Smart was returning. The line got away from it because they didn't think Smart was going to play. And was Smart going to play effectively? So the line moved up. But once he was going to play and Horford was going to, then the line moved back. I mean, that line opened up one and a half, two for the, ser- for the first game which it really should have been last night. And, and I thought Boston was the right play only because we, one thing about Boston, we know Boston's mentally tough. I mean, to lose game five like they did to Milwaukee and bounce back and dominate game six, that's all you need to know about them. Well, DraftKings yesterday opened Miami, the Miami Heat four and a half, closed one. And like you just said, when you get two, you get two starters in Horford and Smart back, Smart in particular, with the, with, with the defense, when you get those two back, it ended up closing one. So 100% right. I mean, you can't, you can't lose your best defensive player and think that you're going to be the same team, right? You just can't do it. I just never expected Smart to be a legit point guard where he's got double-digit dimes last night. He was a rebound Me shot. Either. He's just turned into – you don't see this, what is this, year six, year seven? You don't see this type of blossoming generally this – and he's always been good. But he's turned into a tremendous basketball player, Marcus Smart. Really. He, he, and, and, and his toughness. You can just feel his toughness. And, and the way the team kind of yeah. – he's kind of like the glue that holds it all together for me when I watch him. I don't disagree. I, I think he is truly the best – he may not be the best player on the team, but he is the best player for the team. I just want the Boston to see Elliott's rundown. He even has Michael Lombardi's – New column, which is tremendous, up at vsin.com. Four quarterbacks that need to play better in 2022. We're going to get to that next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on vsin, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Vsin Spring Special, $59. You get everything vsin has to offer through July 31st. You know about it. Adam Burke with the daily... Baseball bets. You got Jonathan Von Tobel, daily NBA bets through the finals, and the hockey bets with Andy McNeil. Also, lots of NFL preseason coverage, not to mention 
best bets when it comes to golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. You get point spread weekly with the package as well. It's vcin.com slash spring. That's vcin.com slash spring. Okay, I want to get to Michael's new column over at vcin.com. But right before we came back, Elliot, who's sitting in uh, for Bond today from the clouds, said he expects the Deshaun Watson news today, Michael, later today, because wow, it's, it's classic news dump NFL cycle. So it's not a terrible uh, a postulation on his part, but he, and then I said, do you have any sources? Do you have any credibility? He said, it's just me. So Elliot, yeah. Elliot is assuming we're going to hear that Deshaun Watson news sooner than later. Your thoughts? Well, my, my sense of it would be, yeah, I think it's on Friday, but I think it's a little too early. I mean, can they have collected this? I mean, the NFL doesn't move at a very fast pace. And so to me, they just started talking to him. I would think they would want to check some of his sources of what he said to go back. So I, I just, it gets, it feels a little, little early for me, but Hey, who knows? I mean, it could, it could, uh, it could come down, and we'll get some clarity. We'll get some clarity on Baker Mayfield. Look, I don't think the Baker Mayfield has anything to do with the Deshaun Watson. They signed Jacoby Brissett to be the backup. They're going to move Mayfield. I think those are two different things. To be fair, Elliot's source is Kevin, our engineer, so there's not a ton there, and, he's, and that's a good source. You know, I mean, Kevin's Kevin wired. is awesome. He, he knows who to listen to. Kevin's. I mean, you know, he he goes out to lunch with a certain guy every every day. I mean, he knows where to get his information. <laughs> Elliot's just googling postulation. Um, by the way, great article, Veasan.com. And you and I have talked about Mahomes, so I'm going to start from the bottom of the list here: quarterbacks yeah. that need to play better this year, uh, and. You know, you saw Tannehill, how despondent he was when talking about Malik Willis. And he said, look, more importantly, I was in therapy after that playoff loss last year. I'm trying to get better. And you said, quote, Tannehill is another player who must improve this season and revert back to his normal Tennessee numbers. Missing Henry uh, placed responsibility on his shoulders, and the numbers show that he fell well short. And that's true. I think Henry was out for essentially half the games last year. Mm -hmm. So that's where I was wrong the other day when I said he's not – like, why is he a comeback player of the year? He absolutely was because he missed half the season. And – not coming off the Henry run hurt Tannehill last year. You know, when you just look at, I mean, what he did in 19 Tannehill, it was remarkable, right? He was comeback player of the year that year. Uh, He averaged 9.6 yards per attempt. You know, adjusted yards per attempt was at 10.2. This year he was at 7.0 on yards per attempt. Not good enough. You can't make a playoff run at 7.0. And he was at 6.6 adjusted yards per attempt. He was down 2.1 yards from a year ago, and he was down four yards from two years ago. So, and you say, why? Well, the Julio Jones experiment didn't work. A.J. Brown was hurt. Their receiving core was a disaster. And then when you look at their offensive line, that was also problematic. I mean, he got hit quite a bit, uh, unfortunately. You know, he was sacked 8.1% of the time. But when you go back to the year that he was tremendous – you know, he was sacked 9.8. I mean, he got sacked a bunch that year, too, you know. But I think, to me, when you look at him, he's got to play comfortable, new coordinator. That I think that affected him, Arthur Smith not being there. Obviously, we know Henry not being there, but he's got to play better. And I think it's going to be hard for him because I'm not sure Tennessee is better. You know, we always focus on the new players, and that's the the the, the – the genesis of the column is we always focus on new who needs to play better. That's new. And reality of it here is, is, you know, they, they're going to need Traylon Burks to play better. There's no denying that, but they need Tannehill to match it. And they're going to need their right, their offensive line. 
you know, they're going to have a new right tackle, a kid they drafted in the, in the second round, Dylan Raddunce, that they drafted uh, this year. They're going to have, you know, they're going to have a new right guard. They're going to have a, a new left guard. So it's going to be a new line, and I think it's going to be problematic. However, all that being said, I think they've improved from two years ago defensively when they were a disaster to last year. You know, it's interesting, too, because when Tannehill, you know, kind of in the meat of his Titan kind of flourishment, it was, you know, Corey Davis, obviously, A.J. Brown. And I'm, I'm trying to think the tight end that ended up going to New England, right? Uh, why is his name slipping my mind right now? Uh, oh, yeah, J- J- Janu Smith. And he was tri- Smith. And J- Smith was kind of like a security blanket for Tannehill. And you take a look at, you mentioned Burks, the, the, the rookie, but you take a look, you know, Robert Woods with some questions about his health. There are questions with his supporting staff outside of Derrick Henry. There's no doubt. I mean, there's no doubt. And that offensive line is questionable. And so there's a lot of things. There's a lot of, but I said this last year about them, and they were able to win the South. And yep. their defense truly improved last year. And when, Kev, when David Long, the inside linebacker, is playing, he's an undersized guy, but he's fast. And he's really effective for them. And then I thought Bud Dupree came on late in the year. And then to go along with the great Jeffrey Simmons, who to me is a blue-chip defensive tackle, they played well and they were able to hold up at corner. I mean, they held up at corner, which I didn't think they could. Farley, the kid they drafted in the first round from Virginia Tech, he got hurt and missed most of the season, so they get him back. The strength of this team is going to be their defense. It's no, and, and the run game. I mean, that's, it's going to be old school. It's not going to make any of the analytical community happy, but that, that to me is what they have to do. They've got to win with defense, win with their run game, and Tannehill has to play better, and he has to get above 7.0 yards per attempt. He's got to get to 8.0, make big plays off of the play action, which he wasn't able to do last year. Win total set at 9.5. Yeesh. That's I, know, a lot. I know the division's weak, but immediately under jumps out, no? It, it does to me. I mean, and I know they play the East, right? So they get, yeah. you know, they got a chance to beat those teams. But look, this is a team last year. When you look at them, when they went into what they they went into uh, New York, they lost to the Jets, right? I mean, they've had their when yeah. they weren't healthy. When they weren't healthy, they struggled, you know. And they had some really. They lost to the Texans as well. They had some bad, but that was when that that period in November, early in the season, they were hurt. Late in the se- in middle of the season, they got hurt, and then they were at, at the end of the season. They were look that Seattle game. I think that Seattle game in week two changed the season for both teams. Seattle had the huge lead at halftime. Tennessee comes back, they win that game, and then Seattle's team goes right in the tank. Seattle had beaten Indy in the opening game. I mean, Seattle goes two and zero there. It might have changed their whole season. Such a kind of a weird. You see it there, Michael. The schedule. It's a weird schedule for them. Open with the Giants, and they go to the Bills. Uh, Mr. Mick Lombardi's Raiders there. Then you go at the Colts. They, it's weird with the Colts. They go in division quickly. They go at the Colts. They go at the Commanders. They get a week six by the Titans. They come right out of the bye with the Colts. So yeah. it's, a, it's an interesting It's funny. Setup. The two best teams in the South play each other. That's right. And by week seven, they're never going to see each other again. You'd like you know, to see that. That's kind of a strange thing, You'd like right? to see that towards the end of the year because you, you're probably going to both going to be in the mix in division. Yeah, I, I, I would think that, yeah, to me, it's, it's kind of interesting. I, I just, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I would like it to be more of the end of the year, but you're going to have to play well. But, look, I think Vrabel does such a good job. I was going to say, you probably like start there, talent, right? You start with their strengths yeah, I mean, and as much as I don't like their talent, I do. what Vrabel's able to do with this team is somewhat remarkable. I mean, the fact that they went into the Rams with really no one, right? And they, they beat the Rams 28-16. to 16. 
That was shocking. That was that was wild. I was going to say that because I, you know, what you always generally start with strengths with the Titans. Like, Vrabel's a hell of a coach. And hell of a coach. It, with their identity becoming more defensive, I think it actually bodes well for them. It, it, Henry, they gave him the contract. You know, missed some games. It's it's always th that way, but missed some games last year. But there is no expectation for him to take a step back. He's just been a machine. He has been unbelievable. No matter how many carries this guy gets, he gets stronger. It's you know, wild. usually a guy has 400 carries in one year. The next year, he's kind of not the same player. You know, and, and working on my book, Earl Campbell, the carries he got from his time he was a sophomore in college to the when Bun Phillips just basically ran him into the ground. By his fifth year, he was, he was done. You know, I mean, it was hard for him. He kept going, but he was not the same player. This kid's remarkable in the sense that he's so big and, he's, and the wear and tear on his body doesn't seem to. When he came out, I was not enamored with him. I thought he didn't have enough foot quickness. I thought he lacked the ability to change direction instantly. You know, I thought he was a point-of-attack runner, meaning you had to feed him into the hole. And I, I think ultimately there's some truth to that, but yet he's able to generate power quicker than I thought, and his feet are much quicker. The funniest thing you could – one of the fun things you can do is go back and look at Derrick Henry against high school opponents in Florida. <laughs> he looks – Jadavion Clowney in South Carolina used to be funny too, but if, if you can find the tape – Henry was essentially the same size, and he was running against kids in like outside, I think Jacksonville, somewhere around there. And it was, it was. Well, by the way, if you're just starting a defensive draft right now and just player by player, how many players go before Jeffrey Simmons? Because he's turning into very, a great player. Not very many. He's a blue chip player. He's a top five defense tackle in the league, and he was coming out of college. And give John Robinson credit; he hit on that one. He's missed on a bunch, but he hit on that one. I mean, because the kid was coming off an ACL, but he was dominant at Mississippi State. Yep. And they waited for him to get healthy, and now they're reaping the benefit. He's going to be one of the highest paid defensive tackles in the league when it's time. He's tremendous. And probably part of the reason they had to trade AJ Brown because they got to do this guy's contract. He slid to 19 in the 19 draft round one, of course. Jeffrey Simmons, stud. Okay, we're coming back. Wes Reynolds is going to join us. We'll talk some golf next here at Lombardi Line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. All right, BetMGM pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using the code VSIN200, VSIN200, and win $200 in free bets if you place a $10 money line wager on any game in Major League Baseball and somebody hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. So it's easy to do, and you're going to win. So visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. New customer offer. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. you got to be 21 years or older. Again, that code over at BetMGM is BSIN200. Lombardi line here on a Friday. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. We welcome in BSIN host Wes Reynolds. Of course, long shots mm-hmm. along with Brady Cannon. And I'm looking, Wes, and that, that wind is gusting early. Is it suppo- I, What I read earlier today is it's supposed to clear up later in the afternoon. Is that fair? Yeah, probably at least a little bit because day one, the AM guys had the better of the conditions and the afternoon guys obviously had a little bit more of a struggle. I think the afternoon round played about maybe a stroke higher on par. I think it played an average of 73.2 versus 72.3 for the early session. So, yeah, that's why you're not seeing a lot of uh, low numbers necessarily where you're seeing, okay, some one-unders, some two-unders. You're not seeing any 65s or 66s just yet. This morning, flight still has to complete uh, the round, obviously, but Justin Thomas uh, just birdied 14, so now we have a tie for the lead with he and Rory McIlroy. Joaquin Neiman a couple under on his round. He's just one back. So, yeah, these are the tougher conditions today. Wes, what surprised you most, uh, the amount of M&Ms, John Daly ate or (laughs) Dustin Johnson or Tiger Woods? I mean, like, who by not playing well? Scheffler not playing as well as we thought. What surprised you the most? Yeah, Michael, you mentioned John Daly, and I know Circa Sports put out that matchup last night of Tiger Woods minus $5, John Daly plus $4. And I was wondering at that 400 price next to John Daly was the were the ounces of Diet Coke that he is going to consume <laughs> over an 18-hole round because that's what he was doing. He was eating M&M's, smoking cigarettes, and uh, drinking Diet Cokes, living the dream. But what really surprised me in terms of one particular player was Patrick Cantlay. This is the number five player in the world. 
won the FedEx Cup last year. He's won five times since September of 2020 on the PGA Tour. And I'm looking at him right now. T-144, 11 over par. He is worse than most of the club pros in this field this week. And that's kind of what's holding Cantlay back. He's never really contended at a major. And you're thinking, okay, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time before Patrick Cantlay finally breaks through. It's not going to be this time this week at Southern Hills in Tulsa because he has been absolutely dreadful. So a little bit surprised, not totally surprised about Tiger because, look, when you don't play very often, and he has not played since the Masters, so he didn't have like a warm-up tournament or anything like that, you could kind of see yesterday that the fatigue was wearing on him a little bit, that he's still not 100%, and he's trying to gut it out and made the birdie to start, and then eventually shot five over the rest of the round. So this is going to be a struggle for him to make the cut, I think. I think four over is likely to be the number. Okay, so the stat or trend, which I'm sure you know of, but maybe you can correlate it to Rory, who was the round one leader here, Wes. Ten majors, whether it be PGA, LPGA, the seniors, have been played there at Southern Hills, and eight of the ten winners of those ten majors have been the leader after round one. That would be Rory. Tell me why or why not this trend continues. Well, I think it can continue. And look, I did not have him pre-tournament, Rory McIlroy. I usually do. Uh, Matt Humans was kidding me via text. He's like, your guy Rory's going good early. I was like, yeah, of course, the week I don't bet him. Because I've had so much pain, I had him for the Masters. He ends up T2. But when you look, Rory, I think what has really hurt him in majors, because last time he's won a major championship was 2014 in the PGA at Valhalla down in Louisville. And Going from 2015 to, to uh, before this PGA, in round number one in majors, he was like 35 over par combined. And then in rounds two for th- through four, he was 68 under. So he gets off to bad starts, and now he's off to a really good start. And that's why he was the clear favorite overnight. I wrote a piece that's up at bsin.com. Three to one, really, to get through. But... He's not that far away where I don't think you can't take him on in terms of live wagering, but I do think that he's the guy to beat. He just, he came out, he drove the ball very well. He was number one in driving distance, and that's one of the things you're seeing with these fairways. The Gil Hance renovation that he did back in 2019, they cut out a lot of the trees, they widened the fairways. They used to be about 28 to 30 yards wide. Now they're about 40 yards wide. That doesn't mean you can't find trouble, off the tee, but when you see a lot wider fairways and Rory is so good with the driver, he can just grip it and rip it. And I thought that aggressive play got rewarded yesterday. Talk about Justin Thomas, about, you know, he's two under on today's round. He's minus five leader. He's just through 14. Talk about his game as it applies going into Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, Michael, he is one of the guys I was on this week in terms of an outright. I took him at 17-1. to He was 7-1 to overnight, made a big birdie. He was out in the afternoon yesterday, very late, and those were the tougher conditions on the day. Made a big 20-footer on 18, was three under par going in and now tied for the lead. And really what you saw with JT yesterday, gained, I believe, about, I think it was 3.19 strokes putting. That's the best he has done all year. And that's kind of what's held him back. The irons, I think, are really back for Justin Thomas. He gained yesterday. He's gaining so far today. He's not losing strokes anywhere. And I really liked him this week. He hasn't won since the 2021 Players' Championship the previous March. 
but he's done little wrong. It's not like he's fallen off a cliff and playing terrible golf. I just think he hasn't won in a player of his caliber you would think would win more. And that's why Jim Bones McKay, who was on Phil Mickelson's bag for about 20 to 25 years, came out of retirement. He was happy doing TV and doing course reporting. But he was like, this is the guy I'm going to come back for. And we're going to win. And we're all going to make a lot of money. So, yeah, I think Justin Thomas is in it for the long haul this weekend. So, Tiger, obviously, many with the will he or won't he make the cut prop. I think he had to pay about $1.35 on yes, he will make the cut. So let's figure it out. Michael and I were wondering the cut, maybe four over. Where do you have Tiger? He probably has to shoot an even round today, no? Yeah, that's where I think it's going to be. If we see kind of the same split where the afternoon plays about a stroke harder uh, than par, which I don't know if it's going to be. It may be the absolute reverse today. It may play a stroke easier, but... You really look at Tiger yesterday, he didn't putt the ball too bad, gained about three-quarters of a stroke on the greens, but around the greens he was not very good. Just the chipping game and the short pitches didn't really gain off the tee, didn't really gain on approach. He was pretty accurate with the driver, just you know, the length is not there when you're in your mid-40s like it was when you're in your mid-20s. Didn't hit very many greens yesterday either. I think he was 8 out of 18, 44.5%. So, you know, more than likely, you're going to have to see Tiger, see if he can gut it out and shoot 70 or perhaps even better. But I think four over is going to be the number. I wonder, though, how what kind of what his fitness is, because like I was mentioning before, he hasn't played a lot of golf. So you get out and the course is called Southern Hills for a reason. It lives up to its name. It is very hilly. It has degrees of elevation. This is only a par 70, but it plays about 75, 66 to the tips. So this is a big boy golf course. Yeah, you can see that. And, and and when the heat and humidity goes in, talk about the greens a little bit here. You know, the, the one thing that's hard about the PGA is we never really know, you know, the, 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 the British, we know the greens are going to be the same and all that. And the Masters, we do. And we know the U.S. Open, the rough is so dangerous. But talk about the greens here at Southern Hills and, and who's going to have to putt well to win. Yeah, Michael, and the thing about these greens, too, by major championship standards, these have been very slow greens. I think, you know, they've gotten faster as we've gotten into the tournament, but I know some of the guys that were out there for practice rounds on Monday, I think what I saw was on Twitter, it was Paul Tesori, who is Webb Simpson's longtime caddy, and somebody was asking him about the green speeds, and he was like, these are rolling at like 10 to 10 and a half on the stint meter. Those are painfully slow greens, because usually when you get into a major championship, you're going to be rolling 12 and a half, 13, you know, like sometimes you get to a U.S. Open and these greens are so fast, it's like putting on glass. Augusta's always fast. So, yeah, uh, guys that are going to be able to, uh, you know, putt on the slow greens, I think that that's an equalizer, though, when it's kind of different for everybody because you have these runoffs on these greens, too. Like, you'll hit a shot and you'll be maybe two yards off your number on the approach and this will roll off the green 30 40 yards so that's what you got to be careful so that's why these pitch shots are just as important as the pots you know where you got a 40 yard pitch and you got to try to scramble and get up and down west the lead story i'm sorry we buried it trace jackson davis just announced he's returning to indiana he's withdrew his name from the nba draft that is big for the hoosiers yeah, Indiana, I think, look, that makes them a top three team in the Big Ten, top Agreed. 15, top 20 nationally. So good to see some good basketball in Bloomington, hopefully coming up. Good luck, Wes. Enjoy the golf. Good luck. Thank you, Wes. Great job. See you this weekend, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, guys.
Grace Jackson Davis. He is 22, so I was a little surprised. Withdrew his name. He is returning to Indiana. That makes them legit. We continue some NFL news coming back here Lombardi Line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.